Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 308. Again, not all of them can be special as, as far as significance and number goes, but... Yeah, 308. 108 is significance, but 308 is uh, not. So, yeah, nothing uh, more to say about the numbers. So. The significance is there's a lot of great songs to play, as there always is. Yes. Uh, couple interviews fell through, or at least are in the process of being scheduled. So no interview on this episode, but on the next two, there will be interviews for sure. Uh, well, I, I say for sure. Until they happen, I guess I shouldn't say for sure. One is for sure. One is for sure. We know that. Yes. So when they happen, they happen, but we're expecting uh, the next two, some interviews. Uh, anyway, let's get into the new stuff. Let's get into the episode. So... I'm going to start on March 11th. The band Ultra Razia, they released Jusca Bout de la Nuit. And that is on Primator Crew, Warthog Speak Records. I actually have it queued up. Still haven't even had a chance to listen to it. I can't believe that's been oh, well over a week. Anyway, next up on the 14th, the Dreadnoughts. They released Green Willow. Italian Blood released the PEP, which is fantastic. Three new tracks from Italian Blood. Eh, Motobono. Bravissimo. Right? We'll have to get that on the show soon. Value Lasts, they put out a Blind Leading the Blind, which is a single on Still Ill Records. Then on the 15th, Faintest Idea put out another single, War to the Palaces. Uh, I think at the end of the month, like around the 31st, I want to say, or thereabouts. Yep, the 31st. That's when their LP's coming out. Throwouts released a single, Mass Hysteria. They have an LP that'll be coming out soon. That came out on the 15th. The LP's coming soon. Fake News released their EP, Take Me, Aw uh, yeah, Take Me Away is the name of the EP. On the 16th, Random Killing released Bring Out Your Dead on Cursed Blessings Records. On the 16th. On the 17th, Hunting Lions put out Dark, which is an EP on Pirates Press Records. Great band there. I like that release a lot. On the 17th, Spirit of Hamlet released Northwest of Hamoretto. Raging Nathan's Mikey Erg band, they put out a split called Gauntlet of Knives. It's an EP on Rad Girlfriend Records on the 17th. The Dolly Rots, they released Hey Girl. That's a single. On the 17th, Alex Hellcat released Blood on the Concrete, which is a single. And we will be getting to that here momentarily. Cross Control, they released... Uh, it is Try and Survive, and they released that also on the 17th. Got quite a few on St. Paddy's Day as it was a Friday. That came out on New Age Records. That's funny. That's not even Bandcamp Friday. Right? And how many of those bands have Irish songs? No, Yeah, no kidding. Uh, they came out before then, I guess. Yeah, I guess just the significance that it was a Friday. And, well, if it was St. Paddy's Day then they probably think everyone's going to get so slosh that they're going to make more frivolous purchases. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> or more like, dude, let's listen to something new. Let's check out this band i never heard of. But yeah, let's do something crazy. <laughs> so it's like even if they don't listen to the music, at least they hit play. <laughs> True. 
Well, uh, Sing Snakes, that's a band you probably heard of because we played them on this show. They released another new single on that day. Ted is the name of the single. Bruise Control released a single called Bruise Control on TNS Records on the 17th. Dead All Right released Dust Falls, which is a single on the 17th. Then Telos, T-E-L-O-S, they released Delude on Pasadaric Pat's Records on the 18th. A uh, couple other ones on the 18th. Boy Grub, B-O-I-G-R-U-B, all one word, released Hugendrama auf Asphalt. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I got that right. But Asphalt? Maybe. Asphalt. A, it's Auf, A-U-F, and then Asphalt. A-S-P-H-A-L-T. I don't know. It just sounds like alternative asphalt. So AstroTurf? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Or cement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ultra Cut. I want to check this one out. See the World EP uh, came out on the 18th. And this is a side project of the band Aggressive. I love those guys out of Germany. Uh, Little Willie on Little Willie Records put out STFU, which is a single. We'll be playing more or playing something from Little Willie Records here coming up. On this episode, The Detained put out their promo 2023, three tracks off of an upcoming release. Those are all pretty great. That came out on the 19th as well. Sigmate, S-Y-G-M-A-T-E, released Vivant on Canal Hysterique. Uh, Devin K and the Solutions released Pump Fake, single on Bad Time Records on the 21st. Knife Club released You'll Hear My Voice, single on TNS Records 22nd. Crown Court put out a split with the Enforcers on Crossbar Records, one track from each band, but it is on a 7-inch. On the 22nd, The Bouncing Souls will be releasing 10 Stories High this Friday on Pure Noise Records. We'll be talking more about that here very shortly. 27th? I thought it was the 24th. I meant the 24th. I don't know what I, where I came up with the 27th. That is the 24th this Friday, and a few of these other releases to follow also coming out on the 24th including Public Serpents on Spam Records. They're releasing The Bully Puppet. We played something from that about a month ago when we did the interview with Stefan of Spam Records. Co-Defendants, they are releasing This Is Crime Wave. Boulevard Bullies is releasing RPM on Americant Records. Primetime Failures releasing a new EP called Oxygen. And then on the 25th, an international tribute to The Dicks is being released called Lifetime Problems on Take The City Records. On the 25th, a couple UVPR releases, a 7-inch from Claimed Choice, and Fracture releasing Purgatory, Purgatory, which is uh, also an EP. Then... Purgatory. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The rest of the releases, I'm going to end on March 31st. All these will be March 31st releases, starting with another Pure Noise Records release, The Barstool Preachers, their debut on... Pure Noise Records, releasing Above the Static. Melon Ball, releasing Breathe on Thousand Island Records and Lockjaw Records. Faintest Ideas album, The Road to Sedition on TNS Records. Sam I Am, or Sam I Am, Sam I Am, being released on Pure Noise Records. It's called Stowaway. Bad Blood, releasing The Bad Kind Decides EP on Flat Spot Records. Private Function, releasing... And I don't know what this is, but it's 370HSSV, space, 0773H. That's the name of Private Functions release. <laughs> they're, they're out of Australia. Uh, I don't know what that, the significance of that is, but I gave you the information. Omnigon is releasing 
against the rest, ill communication releasing Doomsday Brigade. We'll be talking more about that here in a moment. And Stone Lions are releasing a single called New Year's Ghost. Eric, anything you want to add? Any comments on any of these other releases? What do you got? Well, I got a couple of things to add. On the 15th, Split Image uh, released uh, Prey on My Downfall. That's a single. On the 17th, Eight Hour Animal released their Kill Your Boss EP. That's sort of like blackened industrial music. Cool. So, bit of an interesting, uh, an interesting mix of genres going there. Uh, and yes, the 24th, Bouncing Souls, 10 Stories High. Oh, have I got some stuff to say about that, but in due time. <laughs> and then on the 25th, Retarded released their self-titled album, or are going to be releasing their self-titled album, which, uh, when is that? Yeah, in a few days. Okay, and uh, yeah, on the 31st, Bad Blood be releasing their The Bad Kind Decides EP. Yeah, the bad kind. They're the ones that take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be talking more about world domination later in the episode. You'll, it's actually quite it's actually quite funny. Nice. <clears throat> but anyway, moving on until we get there, let's talk about the new Bouncing Souls music. Let's huh? do. Oh yeah. Looking forward to it? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm happy about the Bouncing Souls. They just make me happy. And when I see that they are releasing a new LP, the first official one in seven years, that's in Simplicity in 2016. Wow. You know, unless you count volume two, but I don't. That was more of a compilation of their, uh, you know, their best songs, but acoustic renditions. So it kind of is, kind of ain't, but... For new music, the only thing that we were getting was uh, there was the Crucial Moments EP in 2019, which was a great EP. It I was. loved it. And then they released the World on Fire single in 2020. And yeah, the thing was in uh, 2020, we all know what was going on. Not a lot was going on, <laughs> except for panic. Right? <laughs> Can't spell pandemic without panic. So yeah, that was great. Anyway, they had a sort of a project coming up, which was a meeting... Uh, meeting their fans over Zoom calls. So, uh, and yeah, that was during the pandemic just to sort of uh, keep everybody busy. And it was on these Zoom calls where all four members would meet and they eventually formed in... Yeah, they eventually met with the... The idea was like they met with the fans and they had like all these uh, conversations with them and they started uh, implanting ideas into... You know, songwriting. Okay. So the whole idea was like they wanted to uh, write a song that was based on other people's experiences as sort of like a tribute to their fans. Now, I remember seeing uh, uh, them posting about it on Instagram. Like, hey, join our Zoom call. If, you, uh, you know, if you're a member on our Patreon, you should be able to get uh, unlimited access in there. Cool. And yeah, we'll just uh, talk and, you know, we'll make a custom song out of uh, your experiences. So Greg is just sitting there, like kind of taking notes, and you know it, that's where it came from. So that was where the uh, uh, the story of the at least the lyrics of the title track comes from. Now the title track again, ten it's called Ten Stories High. That's the album that's going to be coming out. Uh, it has a classic Bouncing Souls appeal. It only clocks in at just uh, just under two minutes, and it has the soothing melodies and Greg's soaring vocals and the lyrics. The lyrics themselves encapsulate the project. The idea of it was the idea of their guitarist Pete, uh, Pete Steinkopf, Kopf, Kopf. <laughs> I guess that's how it is. Uh, yeah, the idea of writing songs based off of the other people's experiences rather than their own, because they've been doing that for thirty years. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's switch it up a bit. 
So, so yeah, 10 stories high. Got a little bit to say, a little bit more to say on this one, mainly for the uh, music video, but let's listen to the song first. It's only going to take a couple minutes. 10 stories high. Short, simple, and sweet. <laughs> and yeah, this song it's the it's the opener for the album, not only just the title track, sort of uh sort of like how hopeless romantic was. And it just really sort of uh yeah, it set the mood. And if you really want a decent mood setter, I recommend watching the music video. It very distinctly captures the message. It's an animated video of a boy alone in his room, uh cooped up as he is grounded. <laughs> I mean, but we were all cooped up. We were grand- grounded from uh, normal life in the, in 2020, right? <laughs> and he's uh, looking out the window, viewing the uh, uh, viewing the silhouettes of the people behind the windows in the apartment uh, across the street from him. And he writes little messages on papers, and he folds them into paper airplanes and sends them gliding toward them in hopes of a response. So it's like, yeah, that's how desperate we were to keep in touch with people. <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, it's uh, just a short song, but it says so much. And really, yeah, it really encapsulates a lot of the feelings that people were in those times. The feeling of isolation and just like trying to, you know, just longing for that human connection, the physical human connection to be in the same room with somebody else. Right. But we couldn't because everyone was dying. <laughs> well, not everybody, but everyone was panicking. <laughs> Yeah, it was more of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Like I said, can't spell pandemic without. Uh, so yeah, Bouncing Souls, they have uh, two other singles, one of which is called Shannon Song. So yeah, we can assume that that was the, <laughs> the name of the fan. Right. And I can't remember the, the name of the other single is, but listen to them. They're all good, and I can only assume the rest of the album is going to be great. Right. So Bouncing Souls, and they're going on a, they're going on a fucking wonderful tour. 
And I say wonderful. They got, man, they have anti-flag in that tour. They got a, uh, I, I don't know. It's a stacked lineup, and they're going all over the country, except for here. Fuckers. Yeah, god damn it. I know you were just here, Bouncing Souls, but come back again. We can never get enough of you. That's the only thing that makes me mad about Bouncing Souls, is that they're not playing here. On a brighter note, a couple bands got released uh, tours this past few days, this past week, and they are coming to Salt Lake. The Bronx are coming back here in May. Yes. And Grade 2 from the UK are coming through around uh, punk rock bowling time, and they're bringing Crazy and the Brains, who we had oh, on the show. So shit. I'm excited to go check those bands out. Yeah, let's meet, yeah, let's meet up with them again and talk business. Absolutely. <laughs> Remember the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah, there are there are a few tours. I mean, even Drain. Drain announced a tour, and they ain't coming here. I'm like, no, no, you guys, you guys. <laughs> Remember, we're the middle spot. <laughs> yeah, the, most of them are in California because eh, why not? It's their home state, right? But still, well, last time you guys Cal- came through, I missed you. Speaking okay. of California, the next band, uh, by way of Safe Inside Records, I want to thank. Uh, the label, I think, is who, who sent this over. But the band is Ill Communication. Uh, they are releasing Doomsday Brigade, as I mentioned, on March 31st. There's, I think there's a couple tracks you can check out. We're going to check out one together. Uh, they're from Tehachapi. Te how, how do you say that? Tehachapi. T-E-H-A-C-H-A-P-I. All one word. I think Tehachapi. That's... I've never even heard of that in California, but that's where this band's from. Ill communication. Not exactly sure. I guess I'll have to look that up on a map. Or maybe not. Maybe it's not a hard H. Maybe it's Tia Choppy, like a Tijuana. Oh, Tia Choppy. Okay, that's probably that's easier to say too. Yeah, Tia Choppy. <laughs> Hopefully, we got that close. Ill communications putting out Doomsday Brigade. Uh, we're gonna check out a track that features Vinnie Caruana, and the track is called "Flip the Switch." I think you're gonna like it. Here's some ill communication.
flip the switch. That's ill communication. Uh, that name of that, mm. not name, the album, the cover has a lot of yellow and orange. Uh, you should just go check out the cover again. It's Doomsday Brigade. But the vinyls come in yellow that kind of matches it or orange that kind of matches it or a combination of yellow with orange splatter on it. So it's wow. a cool-looking vinyl out there. And if you're curious, because I was, Vinnie Caruana, he does vocals for Long Island Punk Band, The Movie Life, and also another indie post-hardcore band, I Am The Avalanche. Hmm. So uh, that's who is featured in that song. And Eric and I... Choppy, right? Or Tia Choppy? Whatever Eric said, I think is <laughs> yeah, probably closest. Uh, it is in Kern County, California, K-E-R-N, if you're unfamiliar with Kern County. And it is between San Joaquin Valley and Mojave Desert. It is about 35 miles east-southeast of Bakersfield. So there you go. That's where its proximity is in California. All right. I think we got that, at least that part figured out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever write about that, Chili Peppers? Hmm? <laughs> Come on. Spread out a little bit. Not all of California is Los Angeles. No kidding, right? Just most of it. <laughs> Come on, write about the Bay Area or some shit. Write about Fresno. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. Ill Communication, again, they are the band. Go check out that Doomsday Brigade. Uh, if none of the singles are out yet, well, it comes out March 31st. Now you got an idea of what's coming out. The next release, the band released a single. The band is Alex Hellcat. He is from Regensburg in Germany. And Blood on the Concrete is his latest single that came out March 17th. Had some other singles. I think the one previous to this was December. Has another single coming on April 27th. It's uh, Loyal Companion is the name of that single. And if you're curious on the sound, well, it is what I read anyway. Sounds like if Social Distortion and Rancid had a baby. That's what we're about to listen to. Hmm. So, Hank Williams ska. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's see what they got. Well, on St. Patty's Day, Alex Hellcat released Blood on the Concrete. So, let's check it out together. Here we go.
Alex Hellcat, Blood on the Concrete. So what do you think? Does that fit the description? I feel that it's uh, more closely related to Rancid rather than Social D. Agreed. I, I wasn't picking up much on the Social D here unless there are other songs that have a bit more of that uh, twangy cowpunk feel that uh, you know that Mike Ness adopted in the later part of his career. True. You know, but... You know, so if you're mixing up a uh, later Social D with, uh, you know, typical Rancid, I don't know. I, I don't know. I expect some, uh, those weird little uh, Scott upstrokes that, ding, ding, if it was in more of a twangy tone, like a, I don't even know. I can't even properly emulate it. <laughs> well, I'm going to thank Alex. Uh, Hellcat for sharing the music. There are other tracks to listen to to see, you know, maybe there's a variety. Maybe some sound more like Rancid, some sound more like Social D, and maybe some sound like a combination thereof. Yeah. If it's a track-by-track comparison or like a, you know, if you're just distinctly uh, describing the overview, uh, the sound of the album as an overview. Overview. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, tripping over words here and mispronouncing and everything. It's stupid. <laughs> if you're describing the album just based on its uh, overview, its overall sound, and you're just, uh, you know, funneling out into uh, one description, then yeah, I can understand that. That's a uh, you know typical rock critic uh, structure of uh, any critiques that we do. Right. So, so yeah, but if you're going track by track, then you can say this one sounds more like Social D. This one sounds like Rancid. But I was kind of expecting the exemplary track that's like a little bit of both. Because based on uh, the description that they're saying, like Social D mixed with Rancid, and based on their uh, typical sounds, I would like to see that, or I would like to hear that. So maybe I got to take it upon myself to figure out what this album's all about. Find that missing song. Alex Hellcat has put out... Uh, eight singles, one more on the way, which will make it nine. Looks like all those singles were released in 2022 up till now. Blood on the Concrete in 2023. Loyal Companion will be coming out in 2023. So there are several singles. Go check those out. I mean, it's enough to comprise an album just about at this point. Uh, Halloween is the name of one of the tracks. Uh, so that might give you an idea of where we're going there. There's a song called Pandemic Song. There's Misfit of Society, Back Home, No Revolution, Dead Rising, and Smoke It Up. Those are the song titles. Go check those out. Uh, (laughs) Dead Rising. Are we working in Misfits too? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. That was the single I was going to play. I believe that was the most recent one. I think it was December before Blood on the Concrete, but Blood on the Concrete's out now. Play that. Looking forward to hearing Loyal Companion and you and I and everybody else listening. Get out there, check out the rest, and I guess we'll be able to form an opinion on what we think on those uh, description there. Eric, mm-hmm. let's get into some more music. Uh, you have a 2023 release here. Yes, I do. This is definitely uh, not exactly older, but definitely le- lesser known. <laughs> the band is Boulevard Bullies. That's BLVD in all caps, Bullies. <laughs> And yeah, they're from Las Vegas. They are part of Americant Records. So thank you, John, for keeping me in the loop with these guys. And yeah, I listen to them and they're pretty fucking awesome. Not too much to say about this band in terms of history. They are pretty new. They formed back in uh, 2018 and they are releasing their first album in, you know, just a few days. They'll be releasing it on the 24th. It is RPM 
and their song Fremont on 7th is the first single. So that's pretty fucking cool, I guess. Yeah. They have a bit of a rock and roll vibe to their otherwise uh, punk rock sound, and it's uh, it's set up in structure reminds me somewhat of Murder Junkies. You know, Gigi Allen's a famous uh, band that he fronted. Um, but it has like the blues oriented guitar leads and just the, the overall flow and the choral chants. I listened to that and I kept thinking, bite it, you scum. <laughs> at least sonic, yeah, at least sound wise. You know, hopefully that's all they're uh, inadvertently emulating from the murder junkies. Right. I'd hope. Actually, the murder junkies aren't that bad. The only weird thing they do now is uh, the drummer still drums naked. Weird. Uh, yeah, he's always done that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the murder junkies are thankfully a spitting image of what they used to be. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, I'm getting a little off track here. The We're not talking about the murder junkies here anymore. We're talking about Boulevard Bullies. They are a much better band and have a much better song other than uh, a much better song from that isn't Bite It, You Scum. Jesus. I saw that Fremont and Seventh. So when I don't mean to cut you off, but oh yeah, I, I saw something separate on this note before we move on. I don't know if you did. Uh, Fremont and Seventh is you know a, probably a place in Las Vegas, right? Well, yeah, that's what I assume, and maybe it is. But uh, I did see it stylized on iTunes. If you want to go pre-order it now, you can. As Eric said, it's it's coming out. It's free. R F R E E M O N T. Mm. And but I've seen it the other way where it's Fremont single E, just like Fremont Street in Las Vegas. Free the Mont, <laughs> right? Well, uh, so I don't know if there's a thing to that, but I did notice that. Well, maybe there's something with the uh, address. Could be typo. Yeah, it could be, it could be. But let's listen to Fremont on Seventh because it's a lot of fun.
Okay, upon upon another listen of this song, I realize why it reminds me of Bite It, You Scum. It's because the riff is incredibly similar. <laughs> you want me to kiss your ass? Yeah. So the riff is very similar. The riff and the speed and even the solo in there, just uh, it's incredibly similar. Be it inadvertent, I know how easy it is to recycle punk rock riffs. It's only three chords, and you can only do so much with them to even, you know, to even call yourself a punk band in the same spectrum. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's really what it reminded me of, and. Honestly, it's a great song. Awesome. I still don't know what the uh, uh, what the importance is of Fremont and Seventh. I looked it up on Google Maps. I'm like, I don't know. It's a Fremont Street. It's where all the it's part of that line of uh, bars and other shops. I know it's pretty ghetto down there. The more the more westward you go, right? Yeah, it's uh, so I don't know. It's a rough and tough neighborhood, I guess. Like as soon as you get out of the the Fremont Street experience, that overhead light show. Then yeah, it gets pretty it gets pretty wet whack around there. <laughs> I would know. I stayed in a hostel down in that area. Nice. Yeah, and it was fine. The hostel was cool. Just the surrounding area was like, I'm gonna, you know, a bunch of uh, hustlers, a bunch of people looking for money. Some guy. I remember going to the Seven Eleven across the street and getting uh, getting asked if I had a twenty or if I had a dollar or if I had something. I was like, dude, just leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone before you rob me. <laughs> Like, I don't care. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that was Boulevard Bullies. And what's funny is uh, they have a CD release show this Friday on the 24th. And it is not at Fremont and 7th. I looked it up. It's going to be at the Double Down Saloon, which is at 46040 Paradise Lane. So uh, they will be playing that with Talking Bombs, Muerta's Heist, and Lean 13. It starts at 10 p.m. It's a bar show in Vegas. What do you expect? And it's free. Awesome. So yeah, free Mont Seven on Seven. So I don't know. Maybe that was uh, sort of alluding to you know their release show or something. I don't know. Go spend your money on their CD and some drinks. Yeah, do it. It's gonna be. A, it'll be a fun time. I presume it will be a fun time. I haven't been to Double Down in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they got some cool bars over there. Yeah, <laughs> some pretty cool bars slash venues. So and it and yeah, you heard what you heard what you heard. And if you liked it, go support them. Excellent. Well, we're going to play another one. A little older, but not too much. It's still less than a year old. Uh, The band Fighting for Scraps, uh, they released 1924, which turned out it was an EP. And I was looking for it, you know, for parts of last year and just didn't come across it for whatever reason. Slipped past the radar, but it came out on June 15th. Uh, I wanted to get back and play something from it as I like the band Fighting for Scraps, cool band from the south side of Chicago. So off of 1924 EP, and I suggest you get out there and check it out. Cool band, a lot of cool punk bands there in Chicago, including this one. Let's check out a track from 1924. It's called Stand With Me.
Fighting for Scraps, great band. That 1924 EP's great. Uh, Stand with me is a fantastic track. Uh, you should definitely get out there, check it out, check out the rest. Eric, we have some great cover to cover albums that we're going to talk about here. But before we do, we're going to talk about some shows. Did you go see any? And we'll talk about some that'll be coming up here in a moment too. Uh, yes, I did. I went up and made. Well, I made the trek up to Logan last oh, yeah. week to go see the Gruesome Twosome tour. That was off with their heads, their singer and drummer. Awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, I hadn't seen off with their heads in, fuck, it's been 13 years. 13 years I last saw them. They were opening up for Bouncing Souls and Bad Religion on the, uh, uh, the on Bad Religion's 30-year anniversary tour. Cool. Which was technically the tour also for uh, Descent of Man. But anyway, that was back in 2010. So I hadn't seen off with their heads since. And... Yeah, this is my first time seeing them since then, and yeah, I only got half the band. <laughs> but that's not to say that I got half the charm or half the energy or even half of the music. Though I will say that the show back then was a lot, you know, rowdier because <laughs> this is just in a little the little Y Sound venue up in Logan, and it's not a lot of not, not a lot of people. Uh, though there was some dancing going on, but it just wasn't as intense. And that was kind of the idea. These guys are going out on tour, and they wanted to do something, you know, different for their 20th anniversary. So they just decided to cut the band in half, and <laughs> uh, their singer, I, I can't remember his name. I don't uh, know either. Uh, anyway, he picked up a uh, baritone guitar just to sort of, like, uh, make up for the fact that these songs didn't have bass, and they just two-manned it. Cool. And it was pretty good. It was a pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty good set. Played. Uh, they played a lot of fan favorites. Like they did nightlife, and they closed with uh, "Clear the Air," which is my favorite song by them. So, so yeah. But most of the time, I was just hanging out in the back, just sort of bobbing my head, like, "Oh, I recognize that one. Oh, I recognize that one." I haven't been listening to Off of Their Heads too much since, uh, God, since ten years ago or whatever, because <laughs> I've been uh, broadening my horizons in other musical ventures. But you always come back to the classics. And more importantly, 
I got to see Frick for the first time. Fucking Frick. Fucking Frick. Fucking Frick with a period at the end of it. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that's ripping off the band Fun. I don't know. Yeah, Fun with a period. The ones that sing about being young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there are better songs about youthful energy. That's not so pandering. Anyway, um, yeah, I finally got to see Frick. And what was unfortunate is their bassist uh, amp kept shorting out on him. And also, Sid was playing way too loud. <laughs> Honestly, I could barely hear the, I could barely hear the vocals and the guitar. And I know that that wasn't going out. I could at least hear it in between the songs. And as soon as my ears got adjusted, I was like, okay, this is what's going on. But that's not to say it was a bad show. No, it was fun. They were having fun on stage. And the best, uh, but honestly, the best performance was the heckler. It's me. I was the heckler. <laughs> What's a heckler? <laughs> it's a heckler is uh, someone who just uh, makes quip towards the band, uh, toward the people on stage, and just to, uh, you know, just to make the show interesting, just to see if they will uh, fight back. And they did a little bit. Uh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. They were just. Uh, they were saying something about like uh, spreading the mutual horizons, and I was like, "You said spread," <laughs> and then everybody laughed. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember what I was uh, saying to them, um, at least not <laughs> not as accurately as I would like. But here was a funny thing: um, I got up there well before showtime. I learned that one of the bands had dropped off, so it was like, "Okay, who's uh, coming up now?" Uh, this band, uh, the Romp Stoppers. They were slated to go on. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just go to the uh, uh, to the pizza shop just down the street and get myself a slice because I hadn't eaten yet. So I went to that. I went to that place, and it took forever to get two slices of pizza out. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> yeah, it took forever. I was waiting there for about a half hour, and I'm just thinking to myself. God damn it. If I missed Frick's set because of this, it's like I came all the way up to Logan and I even arrived early and I missed their <laughs> set because I had to get food. Honestly, that would have been very funny, but but we all know that I didn't miss it. How good. Yeah, I did not. And it was uh yeah, it was a great time. It was just fun to it was just fun to be standing around a bunch of people that I did not know. Sort of like how it was how it was feeling when I started going to punk shows at the age of 15. I'm like, who the fuck are all these people? And now it's like I walk into anywhere, I know somebody. Or I'm, I know 20 people. It's like, oh, God, I got to say hello to you and to you and to you and all, all that shit. So this was kind of refreshing. But there was still someone I, who showed up that I knew outside of the people in the band. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Mark. I keep running into him at the big punk shows, so... So yeah, I'm not surprised that I ran into him and his uh, and his girlfriend. So one familiar face was enough. <laughs> was it Mark Hardcore? Yeah, that's <laughs> the same. Yeah, nice. Mark Hammond. Yes, we, Mark Hardcore's co-hosted the show for a few episodes. It's been a few years, but he came and co-hosted a couple shows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember you were telling me how he was like uh, uh, so discreetly and precisely structuring his interviews right down to making the jokes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, well, well, yeah, now I kind of understand it. Now I'm, <laughs> I write out my dialogue and read <laughs> off of the notes that I write down throughout the week about the songs I want to talk about. But you know how I am at interviews. It's a lot more free handed, just like, Hey, go off. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. So, yeah, no, no disrespect to uh, Mark's uh, way of doing things. Just, uh, hey, everybody's got a different way to do it. Yeah. But it's like, we're a podcast. We're not the, we're not the late show. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a time limit and we're uncensored. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that was the show that I went to uh, last week. And there were a few other shows going on, but I just either didn't feel like going or I had something else going on. And I was like, you know what? I only know two songs by one band in this four band lineup. I don't know if it's worth it. Fair. Yep. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was doing other things and doing other, th- and doing other people. Concert but- fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely concert fatigue. But there are some good shows uh, coming up. On the uh, 29th, uh, Marine Corps is playing with Shadow of Preachers and Goodbye Clocks at the Urban Lounge. It's their first time playing at Urban Lounge, I understand. So good for them. And I'm sorry, Urban Lounge. Sorry we couldn't give you somebody better. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cotter, Jay, uh, Gene, and uh, uh, Will. You guys are great. You guys are homies. I love you. <laughs> Hopefully this venue treats you right. Because if you remember a couple weeks ago, or last week, I was talking about their show at, uh, at St. Paddy's, or the sort of pre-St. Paddy's Day show at Metro. And, yeah, it just... Uh, the stage wasn't doing them any favors. <laughs> yeah, there's something about Metro that's just fucking people up with their uh, with their sound. That's not good. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the sound guy or the mixing board. It's just uh, some wiring issues. But that's not important right now. What is important is the show on the 31st. It's a benefit show for the Utah Humane Society. That will include spent, absolved, social stigma, and violent unrest. That'll be a Black Lung Society. And it's $10. Going to be starting at 6 p.m. I definitely want to go to that. I love every band on that bill. They are fucking great. And yeah, you ought to know by now about Social Stigma and how great they are. Right. (laughs) I refer you to our episode two weeks ago. Was it two weeks or was it last week? No, it was two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that was a good one. Anyway, on the... And yeah, the only one afterwards, uh, on the 5th of April... Will be Dead Reckoning, Lovelace, Infernium, and Skullfuck. Also at Black Lung, $12 in, and it starts at 7 p.m. Awesome. Well, I've got a handful, and I'm going to kick it off with the band One Fall. We had them on the show, and they have a show with Half Dizzy, who we've had on the show. Both uh, That was the second interview with Half Dizzy. And then One Fall was just a couple months ago. And both those bands, plus the goddamn Rex, are playing Friday, March 24th at Bar Freda in Ridgewood, New York City. It's a $10 show. Doors open at 7. There we go. It's 21 and older. Sean Nolan and the Heartmakers looks like they're playing that show as well. Uh, One Fall Scum, the Costin Beltics, and Mental Fog. And that's on March 25th at Webster's Bookstore and Cafe. Uh, that looks like that one's in Pennsylvania. And then they will be, they being one fall, will be back in Salem, Massachusetts. And they'll be playing with Detention and The Secrets, uh, City of Dis, and Time Wolf. And that's Saturday, April 8th. So that show is coming up in the future. Uh, so go check out One Fall, love that band, Half Dizzy, love that band, and I'm going to mention now that One Fall got added onto Pooza Fest, so that's pretty awesome, go check that out, they'll be playing that 
uh, between May 19th and 21st. It's out in the future, but uh, Puzo Fest 11, if you're going to be going to that, well, you'll also get to see the band One Fall. Uh, next up, we're going to be mentioning a couple that are out in the future, but let's get to some uh, coming up. Eric mentioned the Boulevard Bullies album release party on the 24th, mm-hmm. uh, Talking Bombs, Muertos Heist, and Boulevard Bullies, Double Down Saloon. Uh, they will all, that's uh, 10 p.m., I think that's what you said, right? No cover, all that. Double Down, but they're also going to be playing on the 25th at the Dive Bar, and the, when I say that, it's Americant Records feature show. Uh, it's Vegas Chaos. You'll get to see Co-Defendants, Soldiers of Destruction, Lean 13, Poison Made Sinners, and Neon Scars. That one's $15 in advance, $20 at the door. Uh, so go check that out, VegasChaos.com. It'll be at the Dive Bar. So that's this weekend. couple cool Vegas opportunities for you. Uh, Rancour. RDC, Old Rotten Bastards, and an unannounced guest will be on March 24th. And this is probably, man, I can't even see where it is. It's probably up in uh, Montreal area. So go check out Rancour, Cold Oi. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where. Actually, I said Montreal. It's probably in France because the bands are from Luxembourg and Nancy in France. Uh, I don't see the rest, but if you want to go see them play on March 24th, go look them up. You might be in the area. Coming our way soon is Filth is Eternal. Their show on April 2nd uh, will feature Narc and Betty, and it's at your mom's house. Uh, Total Serial will be playing. And so I'm looking forward to them coming through town. Again, that's going to be April 2nd. It's yeah. not free. Bring money. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that show. There's so many shows getting announced uh, the left and right, all underground shows, that I, uh, I lose track. Well, Filth is Eternals coming through our town, and they'll be coming through a couple other towns as well. There's also a free show on March 24th. Uh, this one is in Harrisburg, PA, and you'll get to see Old Tigers, One-Sided, and The Worst. It's at JB Love Drafts in Harrisburg, so go check that out. It's 21 and older show. Doors open at 7. Old Tigers, cool, played them on the show before. And what do we got left? Two bigger events. Oi, this is Teglin. And that is in the Netherlands, I want to say. Is that Netherlands or is that Belgium? Nope, Netherlands. Teglin in in Netherlands, and it'll be, it's less than a month away, it looks like. April 8th, you'll get to see The Chisel, Rotten 13, The Warriors, 1984, On the Rampage, and Day Drinkers. Stay tuned to next week's episode, potentially, and... We'll talk more about that as well, but if you're over there in the Netherlands, that is definitely a show you should get to. And finally, Easter in the at in at the Waterloo. There we go. Anarchy at the Waterloo. That's in uh, the Waterloo Music Bar in Blackpool, starting on April sixth. That's a Thursday. Then the seventh, eighth, and ninth, you'll get to see bands such as Gimpfish, Crashed Out, Hungry Like Hanratty, Resistance 77, Conflict 999, Sinful Maggie, Knockoff, 
uh, and so many other great bands as there are about six to seven bands per day. Early bird tickets are 40 bucks. Weekend tickets, 45 You can go to see tickets, I guess, to get your tickets. Eric, that's all I have. If you have nothing else, let's get into those albums. No, I got nothing else. I just updated myself with the... Uh uh, the Filth is Eternal show. Nice. So definitely going to have to check that out. Cool. So so yeah, I got nothing else on that front. But let's talk about uh, some albums, or in my case, a split. Yeah, yep. I'm reviewing another split, but this is not a local split. Oh, no. This is a split from uh, two different bands from two different countries, one of which is from Canada. So the split is called Weapon of Pleasure, and this features the band's Weapon, that's X Weapon X from Louisville, Kentucky, and World of Pleasure. See what they did there? <laughs> from Calgary and I like Alberta. When they're able to do something cool like that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. When it all comes together. It's like a, what a, a, what's the guy's name? Hannibal from A-Team. Oh, yeah. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> yes, Hannibal. I love it when a title comes together. <laughs> anyway, Weapon, uh, both of these guys are sort of a... Uh, I guess you could say super groups, but you know, when the, all these uh, little uh, hardcore bands are all friends, it's sort of like, yeah, you know, a super group is kind of uh, inevitable. Uh, but these guys aren't high stake rock stars or anything like that, but they are in some pretty, uh, you know, uh, formidable bands. For example, Weapon has members from Inclination, Dare, Knock Loose, and Harm's Way. They have even uh, vocalist Brian Garris and guitarist Isaac Hale from Knock Loose and Bo Lauder, uh, Lauder, Lauders <laughs> from Harm's Way. And World of Pleasure uh, has their singer Jess Nix from Mortality Rate and Coulter Adams from Serration. Now, for you average listeners, you may not uh, know these bands at all, but if you're in a hardcore scene, yeah, you know the names of these guys off the top of your head. <laughs> anyway, anyway, both are relatively new bands, and both of them released demos in 2022. Uh, Weapon, yeah, it's a lot of hate breed coattail writing, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. And it is chock full of straight-edge sloganeering. I mean, they have the X's on uh, parts of their names. They really got to they really gotta ram it home. <laughs> uh, but that's not all. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, yeah, World of Pleasure. That's, their demo consisted of three songs, each one taking up about a two-minute runtime, and it also runs the hardcore meshup of breakneck speeds and break fist breakdowns. And, of course, straight-edge anthems. Only this time they go the extra mile with veganism. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it, you're, got, you're getting all fronts covered here. Anyway, let's talk about the uh, the split. So, X Weapon X Weapons. <laughs> oh, that was no, it doesn't quite work. Anyway, they ride on the they ride on the straight edge fanfare with uh, Domination Three, and yes, that's a sequel to two previous songs named respectfully as Domination One and Two. They came out on uh, two previous releases. Like, one was on a compilation, and the other, uh, the first one was on their demo. Uh, anyway, it continues with the narrative of Edgers taking over the world. <laughs> I mean, hence the name. It's Weapon. <laughs> Straight right. Edge is the weapon. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, so, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's cool, but I rather prefer Pain and Blood because it's more of a revenge fantasy to someone who uh, wronged Brian in the past, or so I'm assuming, um, 
And I love the rallying chorus. I love the chants and the breakdown. It gets so enthralling. And even the prototypical, yeah, during the break between riffs is called for. <laughs> so yeah, just little, uh, li the little intricacies. I know that's redundant. The intricacies in songs like that just help give it more of a personality. Sure, it's, pro it's typical for a lot of hardcore bands. I've listened to quite a bit. A lot of it bleeds together. And... Uh, we'll see if this <laughs> if this song bows the same fate. I hope it doesn't. Uh, maybe I'll come back to it. So here's a weapon with their song "Paid in Blood." Kind of strange. Like you might be dangerous. Well, of course I'm dangerous. This one wasn't meant to break. It's a hardcore song. There's no mistake in that. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing more, nothing less. It's just, that's just what it is. And if you like that style, then you're going to love this band. What, what else can I say? <laughs> you know, hardcore kids, they have a pretty discerning taste. Right? 
Yeah, I would know. I ran with that crowd for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's not to say that they listen to that and nothing else. Those people you got to watch out for. They're just so dull, so boring. Just come on. You just keep listening to every band that sounds like terror. You're. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's uh, X Weapon X. Now let's talk about World of Pleasure. And they are so vegan straight edge that each member is credited as follows. Their name, XVX. Okay. Yeah. So they're wearing the colors. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it's almost like they're wearing a uniform. Speaking of which, their song, World War X, it follows in the same regard as, uh, you know, Weapons Domination. But there's something interesting about it. Uh, the lyrics read as a critique, albeit aggressive, to th- <clears throat> excuse me to those who have uh, whom have allowed themselves to be consumed by the material world. Um, just a second, I got some I got some lyrics to read off of it because it's pretty it's pretty uh, profound. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Uh, two tracks, four from each, or no, four total, two from each band. Uh, yeah, I'm, you, you've been coming across some vegan straight edge. Ha, does it have anything to do with the interviews we did with uh, Social Stigma or Moby? Nope. <laughs> just coincidence, huh? No, it's just the AI listening to me. Okay. So, yeah, the, this, is what I, this is what I'm picking up from there. It's like you, you snap, you sway. I'm sick of all the, exclu- all the excuses you make. Or it's just a temporary fix. You're too scared to commit. It doesn't matter what you've heard. Nothing will save you. Yeah, world of pleasure. Yeah, social ladder climbs so high when every step is built on lies. And you bend and you break. I'm sick of all the excuses you make. You're everything that I fucking hate. And to be this way, I don't have to try. And people like you remind me why. Straight edge till I fucking die. I'm like... Okay, um, so <laughs> uh, you had an awesome, well-laid-out series of objections, put on, but only for you to wrap back to Straight Edge as the be-all, end-all solution to these aforementioned problems. It doesn't feel warranted. <laughs> I'm like, me, however, I take it with a grain of salt and that it feels like a, uh, a sort of a superhero story or rather super villain. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, super villains want to take over the world. Right. Superheroes want to protect it, depending on your point of view. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of putting these guys in a bit of a weird, uh, <laughs> a weird uh, standpoint, you know, wanting to take over the world, World War X, <laughs> you know. But considering the settings of the previous songs, I am talking about domination. You know, I'm seeing it as maybe it's a bit more fantastical. Yeah, and speaking of that, this is how I could get uh, get go a little deeper on the subject. Maybe they meet it as a more abstract composition, as in you are doing all these things that you're conditioned to believe. E- you're conditioned to believe equals success. Using straight edge as a metaphor for abstaining from these menial, unfulfilling tasks that poison your mind, apart from drugs and alcohol. So. If that be the case, then it's a be- its best comparison would be Master of Puppets, because Master of Puppets, yeah. When I heard it, it sounds like a—it sounded like it was uh, objected, objectified against uh, you know political powers that be. And then I hear lyrics like, uh, 
like fix me and chop your breakfast on a mirror. I'm like, oh, it's drugs. But actually, no, it's all those vices that we allow into our lives to sort of uh, kind of put a hold on everything. It's like, yeah, we just keep doing these things and we kind of forget what's important. We're believed to think that these little uh, vices are important, but they're not. Right. You know, we're losing sight of all this. So, yeah, this song is only two minutes, nine seconds long, and it took me on a journey just because its lyrics are so profound. (laughs) This is what I got from it. So I could be off the mark entirely. It's just my interpretation. So... Yeah, if anything, I can reach out to this band and be like, hey, guys, what was going through your head when you were writing this? Because I really want to know. Because, you know, maybe it was maybe just a little straight edge thing is just a little uh, slogan, a little tag on to, to the song itself. But I like to think that it's more profound than that. Maybe I'm just seeing what I want to see. Uh, so, or maybe I just don't get it because I am neither <laughs> vegan nor straight edge. So, uh, but I do know what it's like to have vices. You know, I'm not an addict, but I have things that I do in a certain way. Some may even consider it OCD, but I'm not that either. I just, I have a routine, man. <laughs> so let me uh, break this routine and let's fucking listen to some hardcore vegan straight edge from fucking Canada. This is World War X, motherfucker. fucking around right (laughs) so yeah great song great uh, great overall split ep even though i poke fun at the total uh, militant lyrics that 
you know, I hope they're not taking themselves too themselves too seriously because that's the type of shit that turns me off of the whole straight edge culture. You know, when you're just so, uh, you know, when you just go so hard on it, I'm like, usually the people who are the hardest on that shit are the ones to sell out first. <laughs> so just mind your step, people. <laughs> the only thing I really dislike about that song is the snare, the fucking snare on that song. It sounds like you're just ramming a fucking two by four against a kettle. Just pong, pong, pong. I'm like, come on. You're not quite to St. Anger territory yet, but you are on the line, buddy. <laughs> so if there are any, uh, if there's any form of critique that I can give you that I think would better yourself uh, in the future for recording new songs, Replace the fucking snare <laughs> or tune it or do whatever it is. Replace the heads. I don't care. Just get a new one. <laughs> I, I will agree with you in the sense that it's out of the ordinary. That didn't sound right. Yeah. When I was hearing, I was thinking the same thing. I uh, trying to listen to the lyrics, but that kept kind of distracting away. Like, why? Why does it sound like that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're on a budget. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we know. The snare sucks. That's all we could afford right now. <laughs> yeah. And when they started, it was just two people. Oh, well. Yeah. So good there for them for two continuous members in that band, but they have since like brought in a, a you know, guitarists and everything like that to <laughs> make it to make it a full-fledged hardcore band at least on the record. I don't know if they're still I don't know if they're pulling the slaves thing or uh, you know, any other two-man project out there. Right. But what they're soft doing play? is good. Yeah, soft play. I refuse to call them that. <laughs> I do too. They need to come up with a new name. Like, if you don't want to do slaves, whatever. Uh, I, in my opinion, fucking why change? But mm -hmm. if you do want to change your name, don't change it to soft play. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God, that's just them. Uh, uh, that's just them wilting at the hands of SJWs. <laughs> I agree. And I have a shirt that says Slaves that I bought at one of their shows here. If they have ever come back and I get the opportunity to buy a shirt and it looks anything similar but says Soft Play, I'm not buying a fucking shirt that says Soft Play. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to wear it. Just mm -hmm. so the band knows I'm not wearing Soft Play on my shirt. Yeah. In a live setting, it's like at this point, play whatever... Just uh, call yourselves whatever you want, but play the old songs. <laughs> right. If I don't hear anything from Are You Satisfied, I will come up there and I will make you my slave. <laughs> I'll come up there with a fucking, uh, <laughs> with a fucking uh, dog collar and a shade. It will turn into a Rammstein show really quickly. <laughs> yeah, why can't they just be that? You know, they just come up wearing a fucking full-on latex body suits. It's like, yes. we're slaves. Right. Ooh, Okay. <laughs> Though maybe that's just a little too uh, esoteric. I mean, some people relate that shit to uh, the mentors. Okay. Oh god, I don't know if you remember the mentors, but watch the Jerry Springer episode with uh, El Duche on there. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> it was them and Guar at the same time. It was such a it's such a bizarre interview. <laughs> uh, so I recommend watching that. I don't really recommend listening to the mentors. They're okay, but the, just that interview was enough. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to do the album I've got. It's a nine-track album on Little Willie Records. The band Detrition released several singles after the singles were out. 
an album was put together, Songs for the Fallen, name of one of the songs. Uh, they put out cassette tapes. There's 25. They're hand-numbered. Uh, one was sent to us. Eric has it in his possession. It's his now. He has yes, one of 25, has artwork and such that comes with it. Yellow case, yellow tape, maybe, because uh, there's only, last I checked earlier today, I think there was only four left. So if you want one, you, you better go get it quick. Yeah, yellow tape, yellow uh, artwork, yellow, yellow bellies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want it, go get it. Maybe they'll do another print. I have no idea. Maybe they won't, but maybe they'll do one at a later date. And if they do, maybe it'll be a different color. But like I said, these are hand-numbered. Only four left. We're going to play a couple of the tracks. I played a different one from this on the last episode of Punkanoi Worldwide that came out over this past weekend. We're going to play two tracks here. Again, it's on Little Willie Records. You can go to Little Willie Records Bandcamp and, and check it out. The band's name is Detrition. Songs for the Fallen. You can get the cassette there. Uh, on Instagram today, I posted a picture of the cassette and the stickers and posted the Bandcamp link if you want to go get it. Support the band. Uh, the official release date of the collection known as Songs for the Fallen was February 9th. The cassettes just came out within this last week. So brand new on the cassettes, and they're almost out. We're going to play a track. First track is, I think the two tracks I picked are the last two tracks, I want to say, unless I changed. I can't remember. But anyway, first one is the, the day is done. So here we go. Here's Detrition. Sure, it's up to keep you only half a slide Just bring your head against the wall, one voice 
day is done. The day is done. I keep thinking, the day is mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. That's that's all it is. (laughs) The day is mine. Got it. (laughs) Okay. If you you need some context, it was on the SNL skit Celebrity Jeopardy that they did with Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek. And uh, always reoccurring was... uh, Oh, I don't remember the actor's name, but the one that did Sean Connery. Yeah, the guy who did Sean Connery, you know, but I can't remember the actor playing him. Quebec. Yeah. That was one thing that he would that he said, "The day is mine. I'll take famous titties for 400." Mr. <laughs> Connery, that's titles. Famous titles. <laughs> uh looks like Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Okay. There you go. So yeah, that's uh Every time I think of the day is mine, which is, which actually is, that's the only time I think of the day is mine is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Daryl Hammond. Excellent. <laughs> well, that was the first one. The day is done uh, from Detrition. Again, there was nine tracks. Uh, I played one on the last episode. Uh, that being, I'm looking at uh, right now. There it is. Nothing left to lose. That's the one. Uh, that's uh, the one I played over on Punkinoy Worldwide at Little Willie Records on Instagram. If you want to go check them out there, let's play one more. It's the title track of the release, Songs for the Fall. And here we go with some more detrition. <laughs>
full. Right? Great stuff. Get out there, get your cassette, go support the band, go support Little Willie Records. Uh, there was a time, I don't know exactly when, six months or so ago, uh, I was looking up stuff. You know, when you buy stuff on Bandcamp, you get the notifications, right? It auto, well, it doesn't auto, but I, I think it defaults to you follow them, and whenever there's new information, releases, whatever, you're going to get emails, right, to your Bandcamp account yeah. email. And that's how I would find out when Little Willie Records stuff was. But I'd go search for it as I do the podcast, and I would go search because I play stuff off of, because they have a lot of different releases there. And it just wasn't there. And I reached out, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. We're like, banned. Like, nobody can search us. Like, I'm glad you're still out there supporting. And I can see that you're, you are, but mm, we can't find it. And so they wrote, and I wrote, like, what the fuck? I heard back from them, and they said they were being, like, banned, but, like, shadow banned, whatever that stupid phrase is that you hear about, like, on other social medias where they don't tell you that they're doing uh. it to you, but they're doing it to you. And that what they were doing is, yeah. you know, you could put on your tags on social or on Bandcamp, like, what style of music, where you're from, or whatever. Skinhead, right? Skinhead. What kind of ignorant-ass shit is that that you're going to go ban somebody without listening to any of the music? Like, there's nothing yeah. in Little Willie Records that would be like, oh, shit, we should probably prevent people from listening to this. I mean, I go listen to any of it out there, and I, I challenge anybody to find something that you would say, oh, yeah, we should probably keep people from being able to search this shit. I had to go back in to my previous purchases and look up the bands that I've purchased from Little Willie Records just so I could get there. I wrote something and basically told them, why are you so ignorant to Bandcamp? Why are you so ignorant that you're going to ban somebody because of the tag skinhead? Do you even know what that means, right? Not because of me, but they did get uh, unbanned, and so now people can go out there and you can search it and follow, but what kind of dumbass shit is this? <laughs> Where they just... Yeah. lay? It's just lazy. It's like, oh, we're just going to allow... Things to find certain words, and we're going to ban without even looking or notifying somebody. Because he wasn't even notified. He just realized, like, well, there's almost nobody coming here anymore, and nobody checking out the stuff, and nobody buying it anymore. Right? And then you mm -hmm. figure out, oh, well, that's what it is. So that's bullshit. If you or anybody else out there come across some stuff like, hey, I had these purchases. I know I've searched it on Bandcamp. It could be that, because Bandcamp being fucking lazy and ignorant out there. Hopefully yeah. they're changing their ways, but that was in the last year that this happened. So I want to say it was back around when I went to Crash Fest in October. Anyway, enough of that. Go it's check probably, out Little Willie Records. Probably the AI bots, you know, the ones that are like a, that just sort of a scan all the text and just sort of, and it's all sort of a correlated to all the, uh, to, uh, it's about some ignorance. It's like skinhead is associated with ignorance. Yes, at one point it was because of a certain group of people that so copied something that was already in existence that had nothing to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, bots, they don't know history. They don't know context. They just know the information that's uh, given to them. So, And the humans that gave them that information, don't be so fucking ignorant. Yeah, fix the problems with the with the bots, you know? Right. You created them. So fix it, motherfuckers. <laughs> I agreed. Let's move on. We're going to wrap up the show. Go out and support Little Willie Records. That's Detrition. Songs for the Fallen. Go get you a yellow cassette. But yeah. keep in mind, there's only a few left. 
Yeah, I have number 11. Yes, you do. And and also, it comes with a little card, just a little uh, memoriam here. It says, dedicated to the memory of Aaron Lars Christensen, the co-founder of Lil Willie Records in 1992. The original Little Willie. Right. He was murdered in the last year there. Yeah. Uh, there's news stories that you can go on to Little Willie Records. I think their social media is at Little Willie Records on Instagram, and you can get details on the story through there. Yep. So, yes, in, uh, in memoriam, in his wake, show your support to the Willie. Right. Well, let's wrap up the show. We have, uh, I have uh, some classic alternative that we're going to get to in a moment. But, Eric, you've got something else first. What do you got? Well, I got some classic death metal. <laughs> and you know, what's, uh, you know what's funny? There's the band that you were pay- playing earlier, Fighting for Scraps. Yes. And this band has an album called Slowly We Rot. And the reason why these, uh, these phrases are correlated is because it reminds me of a lyric from the song Reflections by Trial. Okay. Fighting for scraps on the table while slowly we rot on the floor. Nice. Yeah, that's about it. That's, I just really <laughs> wanted to say that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, in case you got to tell, the band who has the album Slowly We Rot is the band Obituary. They are the trailblazers of the new frontier of metal music in the late 80s, that being death metal, specifically Florida death metal. Because there was a yeah, there was a recording studio down in Tampa called Morrisound Studios. And and as soon as the bands caught wind of the sound that was being produced out of there, they were like, okay, we're all going in there. This guy knows how to capture death metal. Like, all the polyrhythm beats, all the uh, tremolo picking and everything like that, he managed to capture it and make it sound good. So, all the death metal bands went down there, including, but not limited to, Cannibal Corpse, Deicide, Morbid Angel, and, of course, Obituary. Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, Obituary, they've been long hailed in the genre with offerings like Slowly We Rot, Cause of Death, The End Complete, Back from the Dead, World Demise, Inked in Blood, and now their latest album, Dying of Everything, <laughs> fucking everything, man. So nice. it's like, yeah, when you go, f- when you've been a death metal band for this long, it's like, yeah, you can only think of so many ways that someone could get, you know, mutilated. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Cannibal Corpse has courted the market on that. So, <laughs> so yeah, Obituary is just like, oh, hold my beer or hold my chalice, <laughs> hold my skull. I don't know. We're dying of everything. There we go. <laughs> there, we said it all. <laughs> anyway, the. The title is based off of something that uh, drummer John Tardy's sister wrote in a poem, and that, and that it uh, it and the songs are written in accordance with the overall unease of the pandemic. You know, yeah, we're going back to that. A lot of uh, panic and just a lot of like uh, fear being uh, instilled in everybody's minds that it's like this can kill you. <laughs> this can kill you. We're all going to die. <laughs> Driving a car can kill you. Yep. Breathing can kill you. <laughs> you breathe in the wrong substance. There's, oh man, the ABCs of death. That was a that's a college humor animated video. It's going like down the alphabet of what can and will kill you. <laughs> it's uh, it's so funny. I recommend watching that. So so yeah, the album itself is it's fucking great. It is obituary. In an interview, they said, yeah, we know what obituary fans want, and we are well. We are comfortable in our sound and in the capsules that we uh, inhabit. So, yeah, we feel like anything that we write will be an obituary track. It's like, yep, yeah, yep, 
Cool. You got that right. This is an obituary album. You can't mistake it for uh, the guitar tone and uh, and John Tardy's uh, unmistakable vocals. The yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. No one else sounds like him, and it's fucking awesome. So the title track is the song that I'm going to be uh, presenting here. Why? Because it has everything I want in an obituary song. Chunky riffs, speedy parts, slamming rhythmic passages, guitar solos, and rather dark and pessimistic lyrics. Uh, with John doing whisper singing as if he's the disembodied voice you hear in a nightmare. And he closes out with, Your only choice is death. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, don't don't worry about what's going to kill you. We're all going the same way anyway. <laughs> we'll always and you'll always catch up in the end. Okay, that's a DRI reference, but <laughs> but still, it's a very profound statement. You can't win, but you'll always catch up in the end. And your only choice is death. So so yeah, obituary is a bit more on the nose. But what do you expect with a band whose title is literally the section of a newspaper <laughs> of all the people who are dead, right? So, <laughs> dead and in bed, the bed of death. Uh, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> Here is Dying of Everything from Obituary. Yeah. 
So yeah, if you want an obituary, you fucking got it. Right? Obituary, ironically, ain't dying. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't strayed too far from their path, like at all. You know, they sounded the same, if not better, than they did back in 1987. So I'm stoked that obituary is still kicking around. However, I am not stoked that they'll be coming here the day I go out of town. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. I know. I can't complain too much. I bought the ticket to see Sick New World because. I want to see System of a Down. I want to see Killing Joke. I want to see Corn. I want to see Body Count. I want to see a lot of other bands on that. Oh, Ministry. Come on. <laughs> so, so yeah, I already bought my ticket to that. Some of the bands are uh, admittedly coming here, but not System. System ain't coming here. <laughs> and neither is Body Count. And neither is Killing Joke. And those are the three bands I want to see the most. So I'm going to fucking Vegas. Obituary, I've seen you twice. It sucks that I'll be missing your set two times in a row. You're probably not even listening to me right now, are you? Well, in that case, I'll just uh, continue screaming at the sky. Why the fuck me? Uh, death bringeth thy sweet release. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got to say about obituary. New music, new shit, good as hell. It's uh, fresh out of the grave. Well, let's wrap up the show with my track. Uh, some classic alternative with the band Everclear. You know, when I was picking some alternative bands to go back to, I was thinking back say. Uh, Everclear was the second concert I ever went to, and I remember back then thinking, "God, they were heavier than they yeah. were than they than they became." You know, a lot of bands then, Sugar Ray, Seven Dust. There's so many bands I can go off on that were their first album and maybe their first and second, whatever. And heavier, <laughs> yes, exactly. And then they they just became softer and whatever. You know, bands do whatever you want. Don't care. But when I was going back through, I thought, well, sometimes it's uh, labels do whatever they want. <laughs> That's probably more accurate. Uh, in this instance, I was thinking, all right, it's Everclear, and uh, I'm going to pick something off their first album, which isn't actually their first album. They had an album before this, but Sparkle and Fade that came out in 95 uh, was the first album I heard, and after this came out is when I went to their show. They did put one out, I think, in 92, I want to say 92 or 93, something like that. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. So the very first album came out then. The band started in 91. They're from Portland and Oregon, if you didn't know. Uh, in 95, their second album, Sparkle and Fade, came out. I actually went back through and listened, and I was like, oh, it's not as heavy as I remember it being. It's still uh, a, a prelude to them just being more of a softer, I don't, maybe softer is not the right word, but alternative metal, or not metal, alternative band, just, just alternative rock. Uh, no, I was wondering, like, all right, I'll even go back to that very first album, not this one, but the first one, and maybe there'll be something on there that maybe has, like, a punk edge to it. Nope, it's, it's all just kind of alternative rock. <laughs> that, that was, this is reminding me of the debate we had a few weeks ago when you played the song by Lit. Right. You know, is it alternative? Is it alternative? Is it pop punk, or is it pop rock, or, you know, stuff like that. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's sort of the interesting... Uh, motif of bands from that time the late 90s early 2000s they all walked that fine line right yeah and everclear i just remember i remember a lot of punks listening to everclear and then i heard the later stuff i'm like really <laughs> <laughs> no the older stuff okay now i get it first couple albums that's all i listened to uh, I did go see them a few years back. I want to say it was probably prior to COVID, but maybe right before they came on tour. And they're still doing on tour. They were fantastic. Uh, I definitely recommend going and seeing them if they come. If you like the music and they're anywhere near your town, do it. 
track we're going to listen to, last one of the show, uh, off of Sparkling Fade, it's called You Make Me Feel Like a Whore. Are you familiar with this track? No, I am not. Well, something new for Eric. Here we go with some Everclear from 95. say that it's exactly a back to basics approach on there well kind of is it's uh yeah it's definitely on the uh i guess you could say heavier side like the guitars just seem a lot more uh you know punchy right just like bam 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 bam, but i can't bring myself to say that it's like more of their punk adjacent stuff it's definitely more (laughs) of like it feels more of an alternative rock track leaning a bit on the poppier side but that doesn't mean it sucks no, nope. quite the opposite. It's actually a really fun track. It is. Art's got a great voice, very unique voice. You know when he is singing. Yeah, you could just uh, you could just sort of sense that. Uh, uh, I don't want. I don't know the exact term, but just that sort of a roughness behind it. Like right. not in the, exactly in the vocals themselves, but the delivery. It's like you can tell he's uh, holding something back and he's just like ready to bring it forward. 
Right. You know, no matter how small or even relatively unnoticeable it is, <laughs> it just feels like he's got something to say. Absolutely. They're they're great. Uh, it's one of the reasons why it's one of the first alternative bands. I've got several more that I probably want to go through, and we will progress as we do. That's the end of the show, though, so we're going to wrap this up. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, SLCPodcast.com, so many other places. You can find the bands on Instagram at Bouncing Souls and J at Ilx Communication. At Hellcat, or sorry, at Alex Hellcat Official, at blvd.bullies, at americant.records, at fighting for scraps, at Little Willie Records. And I want to thank them again, especially for sending that cassette, the artwork, the stickers. Uh, get out there, support them. At worldofpleasure.xvx, at obituary band, at Everclear, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, you're up. Where can find you? I'm up. You can find me on my personal Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC, where I remind everybody, E-R-I-C, C. I'm not that hip to be called K- Eric with a K. <laughs> or that uh, or that prosperous to be E-R-I-C-K. And I'm also not named Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you can't spell America without Eric. Uh, but enough about me. Let's talk about, well, more of me, my bands. We're on Instagram. My band Anonymous is on there at anonymous underscore band official and apathetics at theapathetics.slc. Find us on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics and on Bandcamp at anonymous SLC and theapathetics.bandcamp.com, respectively. Uh, follow my uh, other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at Lead Melodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at Lead dot melodies dot podcast dot slc and stream the episodes on anchor.fm or on spotify and follow the slc hardcore page on facebook at slc hardcore all one word and yeah all one word one voice one community one fist (laughs) yeah (laughs) motherfucker i'll be posting a lot of flyers and shit on there awesome well the bands are found on facebook at bouncing souls at Ilx Communication, at Alex Hellcat Music, at BLVD Bullies LV, at Americant Records, at Fighting for Scraps, at Obituary Band, at Everclear, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening all the way up to this point. Go out, support the bands. Hopefully you found some cool stuff to listen to as we did. That's why we put it on here. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, I do have a bit of a final thought. This is, uh, uh, in the last week, I... Uh, started reading uh rereading uh, the book Jurassic Park. Okay. And and it's such an interesting uh it's such an interesting story. I mean the narrative in in whole it's just a sort of yeah, the narrative of the book and the movie, the message that it's uh, conveying is that we are you know that we are so focused on the things that we are creating that we lose sight and we don't really grant ourselves the humiliation that what we're creating may not be that great. <laughs> so, so yeah, everyone knows Jurassic Park. It's a classic movie. It's a, you know, it's an awesome movie. I love it to this day, even though their fucking legacy is being horribly butchered with the, with the fucking uh, scope of Hollywood, where it is all uh, remakes and redos and rehashing. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Hollywood, for. 
You know, taking a, that sense of familiarity and just grinding it into the ground instead of coming up with uh, new ideas or funding new ideas. Anyway, the the that's not the point. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> the point is there is this uh, you know there's this character in Jurassic Park, one Ian Malcolm, the mathematician or chaotician. Chaotician. Right. He's the yeah. He was. You know, in a chaos theory, Jeff Goldblum guy, right? Of course, Jeff Goldblum guy. Yeah. The most, his most famous role, and if not for that uh, sexy shot of him, Earth lying girls on the are easy. What are you talking shows. about? <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I personally think his uh, iconic role is the fly, but. That's neither here nor there. We're talking about Ian uh, Malcolm. Right. Yeah. Also, Jeff Goldblum had the funniest nickname I ever heard, the Wizard of Uz. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah, he would, uh, well, uh, in his uh, character of Ian Malcolm, he, uh, um, well, he sort of sounds like he's tripping over his narrative, but he is uh, still making a, a, a very profound point. And, uh, uh, well, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah, it is in the profound point. In the movie, you know, he has the famous life finds a way. And, but in the book, he uh, gets more into detail about it. And he's like uh, just ripping John Hammond to shreds about the creation of this park and that you are like trying to control nature. You know, nature does, uh, nature does what it is. You know, you are trying to uh, do an exact carbon copy of an entire ecosystem that is extinct. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have that. You don't have that ability to do that. But the thing that he's saying that's so profound that stuck with me is like you are, these scientists are so hyper-focused on making their mark, on trying to create something that isn't there. But really, they are, what has been, they are taking what has been discovered and they are just a, uh, taking it as their own and they're sort of taking the credit for it because true scientists, they are like, yeah, we want to discover things for the greater good of the planet. But with the scientists in the narrative here, it's like, yeah, we discovered how to, uh, uh, manipulate genetics of extinct beings so we could bring them back to life. And they, they got so hyper-focused on that, and the quote that sticks with me is, you got so focused on that you could, you never stopped to think that maybe you shouldn't. Right. Yeah, again, and before you even knew what you had, you, you patented it, you slapped it on a lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You're selling <laughs> it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the, and it, all, it all wraps around to the old phrase, standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah, and that you don't really grant yourself the humility. You're just siphoning rhetoric that was already discovered, and that's really what textbooks are. You're just adding on to it. You're not really discovering anything new, but you're just uh, you're just embellished in all the action and all the fame and the fortune that's going to come with it. An emphasis on fortune, you know. Th there's always a way to make money off of it, right? Yeah, there's not a lot of money in science, and there's not a lot. Of, there is a lot of thought. There's a lot of intelligence in there, but not a lot of foresight. Yeah. Then maybe what you're creating ought to be buried. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it ought to just stay that way, a mystery. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's really what Jurassic Park all comes down to. And yeah, as a kid, I watched it. I was like, oh, look at the dinosaurs. Hell yeah, they're eating people. I like this. <laughs> But yeah, when you read the book and you look actually behind the narrative, you're reading between the lines of the all the profound statements. It's uh, it's wonderful. It's such a wonderful uh, cautionary tale of sort of like Icarus. We're flying way too close to the sun. Right.
Yep. There's also something uh, similar uh, from a different show. Uh, and the show F is for Family. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched it. It's it's a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an animated uh, adults show. Right. And it's, uh, it's fucking hilarious. But... Uh, I re- but the character of the uh, mother, Sue, she uh, comes up with the invention that's basically the salad bowl where it's like you put your wet leaves in a colander and then it spins it around in the bowl and dries the, dries the lettuce. And she presents that idea to this company she's working for, which is all in a culinary arts or kitchen aids, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> kitchen aids. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she presents it and it gets uh, accepted and patented. And then the owner of the company takes all the credit. And she goes to the owner like, wait, I invented it. Why am I not getting credited for it? And she says, oh, think about all the great people in history. Who was Christopher Columbus's navigator? Who played the third violin in Beethoven's Fifth Symphony? They're not going to remember you. They're going to remember the face. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of uh, correlated to what uh, the scientists are doing. It's like, yeah, we didn't earn the knowledge. We didn't have the discipline to earn that knowledge. We just piggybacked on it. Yeah, shoulders of giants. Anyway, the thing is, if you, if you are creating something, just uh, be more open with your influences. Be open on those giants on which the shoulders you stood. Because what you're creating has already been done somehow, in some way or another. You're just copying it. You're mimicking it, just like nature. You'll mimic it, but you'll never be a carbon copy. We are just a, we are just a composite of all of its flaws. And all of our flaws are reflected in our creations. And I'm rambling here. So <laughs> if you want to learn more, read the, read the novel by Michael Crichton. You'll get a lot more out of it in a philosophical standpoint. That's all I got to say. I promise. Play the fucking outro. 